Hello and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast. It is a gorgeous blue sky day in the Horofenua district. My name's Ray. Joining me is Todd. G'day, mate. G'day, Ray. Beautiful day for it. Absolutely outstanding. Early start this morning. Picked you up in Wellington. We uh, put the Beta RR430 on the trailer. Got the DRZ, the mighty DRZ650 on the trailer as well and headed north. Where are we? Good question. I don't know where we are, but I can correct you that it's a DR650, not a DRZ650. Did I say Z? You did. Oh, amateur. Yeah. Yeah, DR650. Now, we are at Taikaria Motocross Park. And after the weather we've had for the last couple of weeks, I did not think we would get a stellar day like this. Uh, three, two or three degrees on on the on the car thermometer most of the way up, but um, I reckon it's about 14 degrees, gorgeous sunshine, and we are here not so much for the motocross track, which you can probably hear people having fun on in the background, but the uh, cross country loop. Um, we've done a warm up loop. I'm going to call it a warm up because we are going again. Um, we've got about six kilometres of, of windy sand, it, tw- it switches back on itself, and then you've got another four to six kilometres of, of forestry sand, sand, it's very loose sand. Yeah, it's very loose, and the uh, DR650 is having a fun time putting that power down and bogging itself into holes and getting on top of them, so um, it's been challenging on the big bike, but uh, it's, it's okay, it's a good opportunity for me to practice my skills. The Beta RR430, with those new tyres. Now we put a Carew Extreme on the back, which has got big, it's got horizontal lugs, but big wide wells between the lugs. Um, And we put an MC360R on the front. The MC360R, no silica compound. It is 100% carbon black. It's got quite uh, aggressive lugs on the front, which I'm finding really good in the sand. you gave the wee uh, beta a ride through the sand. What did you reckon with the the tyres on it? Yeah, it was it was fine. Like, I think I was mostly held back from my own skill and confidence. Yeah, a few two strokes behind us. Yeah, I mean the tyres on the bike felt great after riding the DR and then jumping on the beta. It was oh, night and day. It was it was fantastic to uh, get on top of the sand and kind of throw it into a corner. So, yeah, I, I feel like the beat is going good. I, I'm sure you could probably get more aggressive tyres, but um, the parts where I'm not get, or where I'm losing speed is definitely due to skill and, and not the bike itself. Suspension's quite nice. I, um, so a lot of the terrain here is, is the whoops, the whoo, up and down and up and down. And uh, going into them, the front wheel, the front fork uh, does compress quite a bit. But it doesn't bottom out, which I'm, I'm liking, because uh, I think if it did bottom out, you'd probably lose a little bit of control going through those whoops, right? Yeah, I think you would. It um, looks like, from looking at your fork right now, it looks like you have bottomed out at some point, but um, you can see a few lines a little bit further up, which look like kind of your main travel that you're using, and um, it looks like it's sort of running really well for you. Um, my DR, the rear is has been strengthened stiffer spring better valving and um, that feels really good but uh, the front just had better valving had some emulators put in uh, but stock springs so it's been actually mostly fine until I kind of go over a bit of a jump and then it just bottoms out Um, but you know ride to the conditions and ride to the um, bike's ability and yeah the the DR's going great Absolutely and uh, Pesky's out here he's the Hotofenua Carpety uh, Beta Service Agent 
Uh, there's actually a few beaters out here, a couple of uh, 200 two-strokes. So we're going to catch up with them later in the day. They're out riding at the moment. But I think we should um, go and have some fun on the sand. Yeah, let's do it. Before we get into too much more of the action, Taikaria Motocross Park has a bit of history which I'd like to share with you. In 1975, MOMCC or Manawatu Orion Motorcycle Club were on the scout for something a little more permanent regarding the off-road side of the riding business. Even back then it was starting to get a little bit a uh, little bit more difficult to secure land for events. On top of that was the setup time involved in bringing materials and pegs, bunting, arrows, that sort of stuff out to different uh, people paddocks so uh, they decided to look for a bit of land that they could set up a more permanent off-road kind of event uh, motocross and enduro uh, stuff for after an extensive search a medium-sized sandy soil based property located at Taikaria near Himitangi Beach became available and seemed to be the ideal setting so the club took out a lease the idea was to have regular dirt days and motocross events it was all going great arguably MOMCC were the first club to have their own permanent facility dirt days and organised MOMCC motorcycle events from motocross to hair scrambles and cross country were held the venue also developed track wise thanks to many key supporters who loaned machinery and time after a few years as a successful venue the property was put up for sale mort andrew the then momcc club patron purchased the property to keep it as a dirt focused venue the park then ran regular dirt days high level training from top riders both national and international and for his efforts to motorcycling mort andrews in 2008 was uh, awarded a Services to Motorcycling Award, a fitting result to a lifetime involvement in the sport. A little over three years later, Paul Webley would purchase the property. Taikaria Motocross Park isn't everybody's cup of tea with its sandy undulating base and heavy demand on physique. But if you want to make it in the sport, it's an ideal venue. Many of the top riders, including Paul Webley himself, have ridden Taikaria over the years. In 1996, a relatively young rider, yet immensely talented, spent countless hours carving up the nicely groomed tracks. His name was Shane King and he attributed his time at Taikaria and the workouts therein as a big part of his success at the sandy tracks of Belgium and Holland. Paul Webley, who now owns the property, is one of the fastest off-road riders on the planet. Paul's reputation speaks loud and clear for itself. Having been a professional rider for many years, Paul has competed in and won some of the most prestigious off-road riding series out there, and now he's back in New Zealand helping to foster some homegrown talent. The compound itself consists of around a 12 to 13 kilometre XC track, a seniors or proper full-blown motocross track, and a minis track as well. Now we spent most of our time on the cross-country track. Uh, you kick things off with around about a 6 kilometre wind through some pretty soft sand, and then you take off into the bush, and you're dealing with some reasonably steep downhills, some minor, some minor uphills, some minor hill climbs and a lot of sandy forestry kind of track yeah let's have a chat uh catching up with pesky hotofino carpety beta service agent pesky you uh we were initially going to be doing the trail ride out at Arua Downs yesterday. Uh, sorry, tomorrow, but uh, the rain called that off. So you suggested we come out to Taikaria, and what a bloody good suggestion it has been. Yeah, it's a cool place, eh? 
it's hats off to Paul Wibley for uh, taking it over from the previous owners and keeping it in good nick and and reasonable price good day out and especially if it's raining everywhere else it's perfect here yeah, so I've noticed. I mean, there's a few puddles around, but the tracks themselves are, are wet sand and you can really get some traction in those corners. Yep, you get used to that. Commit to the corner and then power through every turn and life gets comfortable and the big smile appears. So I've done a loop of the um, of the cross-country track on the 430. You've been out playing on something new. What have you got? Oh, this is someone else's 200 RR. <laughs> they want me to run it in for them and have it ready for them for... Uh, their big ride in a couple of weeks. What a horrible job to ask somebody to run in their, your bike for you. Yeah, it's terrible, but uh, someone's got to do it. <laughs> so it's a Beta 200 RR two-stroke. Um, so, I mean, you've been, you've, you, you're no stranger to the Beta models. Obviously, you're the, uh, the service agent, but also you ride a, um, you've ridden the big, the big 400, 430, and you've got an X-Trainer at home. Yep. Yeah, well, the X-Trainer doesn't suit the bumps like it is here which is not what it's designed to do it's the in the super tight bush easy to ride bike and low get your feet on the ground job where these are all the full suspension jumps and bumps and that's their that's what they love and have you have you worked out your kinks you got your bars in the right place all that sort of jazz yep i managed to get comfortable because i'm a fairly short character so i've got the handlebars mounted as far to the back as possible and then rolled quite a way forwards to make them comfortable for me standing up because I come from a trials background, so I'm used to standing up more than most people. Now, these beaters, they've got two, um, two ride modes. They've got a, a rain and a sun, as they put it. Um, do you ever use rain mode? I have been all day today. So have I, actually. Yeah, I find that it comes into the power a little bit smoother and there's a bit more four-stroke feeling in the rain mode. And a bit more like what I'm used to with my cross trainer, which is a very smooth, even power. If there was lots of traction, or the sand was deeper, I would go onto the um, onto the sunshine mode and give it hell. But um, there's plenty in either mode. It just it just comes on a wee bit smoother. I find in, in the tame mode. So these beaters are obviously um, they are a uh, an Italian made machine. And uh, <coughs> excuse me. And um, some people are a little bit nervous about going to something without that that Japanese kind of uh, dependability. Uh, what, do, what do you say to those people when you've you know you've spent so much time with the beaters? I've had European bikes since the mid '90s. I started out with uh, gas gas trials bikes and moved on from there to to these. And. The European bikes used to have foibles, which would really annoy you, but they were small and you could deal with them. But that side of it seems to have pretty much gone away now. I mean, my long-term bikes, I wash them, put them in the shed, ride them, wash them, put them in the shed, clean the air filter, change the oil, and that's about it. You know, it's gone to the days of uh, a leaky brake cylinder or a leaky fork seal every second or third week. Um, It's just... It has what you would term in the old days Japanese reliability. I mean, I'm, I'm doing pretty well on the 430. I haven't had many... I don't think I've had any issues apart from I melted the right-hand rear indicator, uh, which is not a common thing on these because most people like you, you're not even running the rear indicators. No, no. Anybody who owns a WR 
road legal knows that you melt the indicator when you do a long road ride too. It's um, it's just one of those things. The blinkers are kind of there as a um, get you around the rules and don't don't worry too much about them actually functioning. But um, you've put your your aerofoil on there now to protect it, and that seems to be doing the job. Yeah, a little heat shroud on there, no dramas. All right. Well, I think. Um, it's closing in on lunchtime. Uh, I think I'm going to get back on the bike and have another couple of laps. What are you, what are you guys up to? Yeah, well, I've had two, two long laps and two short laps, so I may have my lunch break now and then do a similar amount this afternoon. Nice. Well, good to catch up, and thanks for dragging us out here. Oh, not a problem. Anytime. Winter Riding Tips. With Protector Insurance. They have your back, even in the worst conditions. Take breaks on a long ride. If you're out for a long ride, take plenty of breaks. Do some star jumps or push-ups to keep the blood circulating. You may look silly doing a workout on the side of the road, but who cares? Physical activity is a great way to keep warm, improve blood flow and dexterity, and wake up if you're feeling tired. Being cold is no fun. It makes you tense, tired and reduces your mental concentration and dexterity. So stop for a coffee or some hot food. And remember, we ride motorcycles for the passion of it. It's about the ride, not the destination. If it was the other way around, you'd be in a car. We've had some of the best conversation with random riders in car parks when we've been out on a ride and stopped for a break. And met some of the most interesting people on the side of the road. Take your time, explore the side roads, and check out the small town cafes. Consider a ride forever course in the winter months. There's a lot to learn, and you don't know what you don't know. Winter Riding Tips With Protector Insurance Insurance for motorcycles by motorcyclists See protectorinsurance.co.nz for a quote today That's P-R-O-T-E-C-T-A insurance.co.nz Alright, well we've just been out on a, uh, a full loop without stopping The full, what is it, 12Ks or something? Had a couple of gents on a couple of 200 two-strokes followers Sorry man, I didn't catch your name Dave how, how, do you, how long have you had your beater? Uh, about almost a year, about nine, ten months now. What, what do you do with it, really? I follow pesky. <laughs> so you get dragged up into the Akatarawas and all those goat tracks too? Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. But, yeah, no, I've, uh, I've spent most of my time on four strokes, and this is, a, this is quite a, um, it's a lovely change, actually. It's really easy. You're a bit of a, bit of a uh, road racer. Yeah, I've been, been around, around some of the tracks for a while, so, yeah. Yeah, no. what, do you, what do you race? What have you raced? Oh, at the moment now it's just post classics. It's um, I've got a Harris and all the all the guys that road race would know sort of know me because my spotty leathers. So, so yeah, yeah. And um, how how was that last? I mean, you guys you guys were a lot, much faster than us and uh, stopped and waited for us quite a bit. But the uh, the tracks got quite a bit looser. It's got a quite a bit chop more chopped up. Yeah, but if you put a little bit more pace on it, it becomes easier because you float over it a little bit more. Right. So rather than just digging into it and um, and walling your way through it, it's yeah, a little bit of speed helps. Speeds uh, momentum's your, your your friend in this sort of environment. So yeah, no, it's uh, but these little two hundreds, awesome, absolutely awesome little bikes, especially for us old fellas. <laughs> nice. Um, being two stroke, are they are they got that that that, that stereotypical kind of two-stroke power band that's going to rip your face off when you get that high in the revs? 
Nah, not really. They come on, but they've also, they're really mellow on the bottom and they really pull. They just don't stall like the, the old four strokes I'm used to. Um, yeah, they'll pull from low revs. And yeah, well, once you get them buzzing, they're, they're, they're fun. You can feel them start to buzz. Um, but uh, yeah, very tractable. Not like the old things that we used to ride, like PEs and TMs. No, they, they were like light switches. These are mellow, really mellow, super easy to ride. You can see, you can, hey, you make yourself look quite, quite a good rider on these things, actually. You can, um, yeah, you can, you can wobble around and um, look all right. <laughs> nice. Well, it's been a good, a good ride. We'll catch up with Pesky once again before we do bugger off. Um, Pesky, 200 on the motocross track. <laughs> um, I don't think that's the first time you've been on a motocross track. No, no, but I'd, I've never really loved a motocross track. I used to do it because everybody else did and, and ride in the low grades near the back. But um, the motocross track was fine this morning, but it's, it's got the Christchurch earthquake feel to it now. It's had a bit of liquefaction, and so it's a bit of a sea of, sea of uh, sloppy ruts. Um they're not dangerous because they're all going the right way, but and you can cross them, but it's just, you know, there's a whole lot of porridge on top of the surface around all the straights. So it's a bit of survival in a straight line and have fun in the corners. Now, you're, um, the bike you're riding still got the Maxxis Enduro tyres. Um, you like them? Oh, i got on the front. What are you running on the rear? Uh, I just pulled the back wheel out of my cross trainer so I don't wreck the other fella's new tyre. And it's a C19... Midas. A Midas C19. And what do you reckon compared to the uh, the uh, Maxxis Enduro? Well, I, I used that on Thursday at uh, Tangamoyana in the sand, which is drier and deeper. This is wider and softer and, and um, definitely better traction. Um, nothing wrong with the other one, but this wheel's got a tubeless in it so I can run it nearer to flat and then you float sooner and you get a little bit more drive. So a bit harder to get stuck, but still capable of getting stuck. <laughs> Everything can get stuck. Nice, well, thanks for, uh, for for inviting us and joining us. It's been a good ride. Now that last loop, 12 old kilometers, mostly, I was riding actually the DR650, which uh, it's interesting the differences between the bikes. I mean, um, Todd, they're, they're in a different class of each other. Like this, uh, the Beta, definitely an enduro bike. DR650 I'd call like a dual sport um, adventure. Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, dual sport typically means that you can ride on the road and do a bit of gravel and um, kind of, uh, some single track. But um, it, the DR was not in its most comfortable place, but it did okay. And, and to be honest, I thought that you were going to bail after about 500 metres on the DR and want the beater back. But you ended up riding for about... I don't know, six Ks was it? Um, actually, no. We, you put, probably did about eight Ks on the um, on the DR. Felt you felt comfortable, was it? It kind of it, it suits my riding style. I like to sit down. I like to just use the low end power and just bop, 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 bop around and not necessarily go for speed. So it, it suits me, and it's got nice low pegs. When I jump back on the beta, I notice the pegs were very high, and it's a very narrow seat and chassis kind of arrangement. So you've really got to concentrate on using your knees to to grab the frame where the DR you could just sit back on cruise along no no clenching because you've got a nice comfortable seat and um, I did the whole thing in first gear so um, well, actually what was really cool is I could do most of it in in first gear three to four thousand revs and then there were more revs up there and it really fired into life when I came to a hill 
but there was one hill that I, I gave up on because I bogged it down and I, uh, I could have spent an hour digging it out and really trying to, to get up the hill, but uh, I was like, nope, you can have it back. Yes, and that was quite a challenge to get it up. I had to push it all the way back down, which was in sand. Pushing down a hill is actually still really hard, so I was pretty puffed. But yeah, the, these, the DR needs second gear up these sandy hills. Um, first gear, you just run out of revs and you just um, you don't have any more. You lose momentum, you run out of revs and you can't go any further. So you need that second gear where you're really paddling your way through. So you can go to kind of be mid-range and have the same wheel speed to kind of keep that momentum. You've got the torque there, but then you've got that last little bit to just paddle your way over the top of the hill. Um, but we both noticed that we are both riding better after we switched bikes back. Um, so yeah, it's interesting how changing styles and um, just kind of getting more confidence throughout the day. We, I, I feel like we both were much faster now than we were on our first run. I found on the DR I was using a lot less energy just bopping around. Where on the uh, the beta I felt like I needed to go faster, so I was using a lot more energy uh, this morning. Anyway, I mean I might have the uh, the muscle memory might have come back, and I might have you know remembered a few tricks since then. But um, definitely a lot more comfortable this afternoon. Um, I honestly thought the DR would be a lot worse to ride around these conditions than it is, and I reckon. Like, the tyres that are on it are not necessarily the tyres that uh, were put on it for this kind of terrain. If you were to swap out the tyres for something specifically good in this sort of sandy, soft terrain, then that would be an absolute weapon. Yeah, it would. I think the tyres definitely are the weakest point for this really, really soft sand. Um, it's, I mean, it's not as bad as a beach, but it's, um, it's really soft. So... Yeah, if you put better tyres for the sand on it, it would be um, definitely better than what it is now. Uh, it, it would still be hard to beat something like the Beta um, in terms of going around the same same rider on it. I think the any of most, at least at intermediate skill, um, the Beta is going to go faster. But in terms of picking up the pace for the DR, if you throw some decent tyres on, you can definitely um, ride it much faster around those corners. On the straights, it's kind of fine. Um, but the corners definitely it's just not you kind of point and it just doesn't quite go it kind of pushes the sand out a bit more um, but hey the suspension's been running really good I think I've, I've bottomed out the front a, a couple of times but um, mostly it's just being aware of it and not landing nose down you can kind of get away with it on the beta but you can't really get away with it with uh, 190 kilos uh, pushing down on the soft springs but yeah I, I think it's been great it's, I had those upgrades done and the bike's been running fantastic I think the um, the weight is a big factor because the, the beta fully fueled is like 120 kgs plus rider and the DRs, what did you say it was? I think it's about 190, um, something like that. I'm, I'm actually not, I don't even know. But Cruising around in first gear, you don't really notice the weight of the beta, uh, sorry, of the of the DR, but um, when you come to a stop, it, it's you definitely notice the weight. We were putting the bikes on the trailer this morning and you pushed the, the beater up and went, oh, hang on, this is a lot lighter than I expected. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just pushing the big bike around, uh, you definitely notice. And, and we noticed that too with the T7 and Tiger. Um, the slow speed stuff, it's really hard um, with, with having that extra weight. Once you're up and running, it's kind of okay. Um, so it's really, I'd say, slow speed and then change of direction. So we've, with the, the track we got here or the course we've got here, there's a lot of kind of tight corners. And that's where the um, you really got to be trusting in the front end of the bike and it's just not as planted as it should be. But you're right. If you, if you stay in first gear and you just kind of take your time, 
um, when I was on the beat, I kept looking over my shoulder and you were there. So, um, yeah, it's it's just something you got to ride to the conditions and ride to the bike. And you did ride the beater for a fair while there. Come on. What are your thoughts? What are you, do you like it? Would you buy one? I'd be tempted. It's really nice. Um, I... Uh, for this sort of riding, for sure. Like, there's, there's just nothing else. Although I can't really imagine, outside of this sort of riding, where I would give away the comfort of the DR or something else like that. Um, like, the beta shines in this, and it's really a matter of, well, if you're doing this, you know, uh, 10, 12 times a year at minimum, then, yeah, it would justify it. Um, this is our first time out, so I think I'd want to come out a, several more times and be uh, having just as much of a grin as I've got now to consider buying it but it's uh, it's definitely up there that's it the beta is road legal but i would not have ridden the beta up here <coughs> i would not have been ridden the beta up here for a couple of reasons one um i would have had to fuel up probably twice to get up here two uh it would have been really cold and there's no wind protection on the beta and i would have ruined the tires by the time i got here because we are what close to 150 200 k's north of wellington yeah, I think um, I'm saying like I w- to be honest, I wouldn't even ride the DR up here. Um, it's just it's nice to throw on the trailer and turn up, and then you do your riding and leave. Um, the ride in between, I know, I know that's kind of one of the things with the adventure bikes is you can ride to where you're going, and I can see value in that. But you ultimately are limited by what that bike can do, and um, like the DR could have done it, but I probably would have been a little bit more. Uh, uh, tired after riding an hour and a half to get here and then do the day and then riding back. Um, I did that with a track day on the Tiger and yeah, it's a, it's a big day and you feel really tired. So I, I think we made the right choice throwing it on the trailer, definitely. All right, time for a quick break. We'll think about what we're going to do in a minute, but otherwise um, we'll roll some, some, some Segway music and be back with you shortly. What a wild ride. I tell you what, I used to hate sand riding. I easily used to dislike it. But it's amazing that you get a decent, well-sorted bike and you spend a bit of time on it and you kind of get your head around what you're doing. And it's all about kind of committing into that corner. Just throw it in the corner, don't back off, keep the prep power on and, and bury that front in the corner and, and ride it all the way through. It's... um. It's a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. Uh, so obviously we're, we're back. We've It's a couple of days later now and uh, the bikes have been cleaned up. And um, yeah, uh, good day. Good ha- day had on two wheels. That's for sure. Something I didn't mention. I think I mentioned it before. We've got some new shoes on the Beta. The Beta RR430 has a new set of tyres. We've got some Metzler tyres. Now when I picked up the Beta RR430, it came with a really nice set of Maxxis Enduro tyres. Uh, they gave amazing traction out around red rocks and the sand and the kind of river rocks and that sort of thing. But they were wearing out really, really quickly. Uh, probably got about five hours on those tyres before they were about halfway gone. So we put the call into Forbes and Davies, the, the New Zealand Metzler distributor. And they came through with a new set of shoes, a new set of tyres, some new hoops, so to speak. Um, but of course, with uh, current shipping issues, we're still uh, dealing with that following the COVID pandemic. We couldn't exactly get a, uh, a matching set of tyres. So we put a, a Metzler MC360R on the front and a Carew Extreme on the rear, which um, I don't see a problem with mixing and matching tyres. I mean, these two, they, they, they're made for two kind of separate terrains, but they kind of work well together. 
The Metzler MC360R is known as a very hard-wearing tyre. It's 100% carbon black, so it's solid. It's going to take a lot of abuse. And uh, it's got it's got no silica in it. So usually you, you look at how much carbon black a tyre has and how much silica. Uh, the silica is generally what gives the tyre its cold and wet weather grip on the tar seal. Uh, but it's a bit of a sliding scale. If you put it simply and more, you know, generically, the more silica you have, the more grip you have from cold and in wet weather. But the quicker you wear that tire out when it warms up, uh, the more carbon black you have, the the harder wearing the the tire is, and the more resi- resistant it'll be to damage when you're riding on uh, rocks and and harder uh, terrains. So on the so on the front we've got the MC360R. On the rear we've got a Metzler Carew Extreme, uh, and the tread pattern on the rear is uh, three big blocks in a in a kind of a sideways pattern. Um, giving a really good solid contact patch on the ground, but it's got some large gaps between the uh, the big uh, knobs that kind of act like a paddle, which uh, gives you some good traction in loose terrain, talking sand and mud and that sort of thing. So the Beta RR430, because it is road legal, I had to spin around the block on those tyres before leaving home, and that was when I had my wee spill that you probably heard about in, uh, was it last week or the week before's episode? Uh, because it doesn't have that silica compound, when the road is cold, there's not a lot of grip and it just slides. Uh, but as soon as I got the bike off-road, it felt very sure-footed, like a mountain goat. Now, we're, we're heading out to Taikaria. It's just off State Highway 1 near Himatangi on the uh, west coast of the lower North Island. It's known for being very sandy. And the aim of the day was to really put these tyres to the ch- to the test on the XC loop, which we did. Around 12 kilometres of sandy trails, some good hilly sections as well. And I started to feel quite comfortable on the bike. Uh, coming into a corner quite hot on the sand, able to plant the front tyre in the rut and just ride that rut all the way around the corner. The knobs were really, they, they really bit into that sand and very rarely washed out. On the odd occasion I did lose the front, it was generally because I put the front tyre a little higher on the berm than I should have and it didn't kind of bite in, it just kind of pushed through. The Carew Extreme Rear uh, was really, really good in the soft sand, able to dig its way through the loose stuff and find traction pretty much anywhere. Uh, as the day went on, the terrain got quite churned up and I found myself looking for the loose stuff to plant the bike in and just see where the limit of the tyre was, but I never really got stuck with that Carew just uh, digging its way through the soft sand and, and, and soft terrain. We managed about six hours of riding on the bike's meter, and uh, both the MC360R, the Crew Extreme, have no visible damage or chunks missing, and uh, we had them eared down to about 10 psi, so they had uh, a good, solid contact patch on the ground. They're quite impressive, actually, and uh, we'll report back on these tyres and how they go on some more rocky terrain in the future. But you can see some photos up at MotoNZ.com and, of course, on Instagram if you want to follow uh, Beta Motorcycles New Zealand or MotoNZ on Instagram. You'll see uh, photos and a whole stack of videos up there as well. 
Otherwise, that was our experience at Taikaria Motocross Park. Lots of fun to be had. Uh, have you been out to Taikaria Motocross Park? Have you been uh, getting some dirt action on your bike? Or do you want to? I'd love to hear from you. You can email me, podcast at kiwirider.co.nz. Get in touch on social media, as I said, Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. And we are on at motonz.com as well. Matthew Day Gillett's been pumping out the news at uh, onthrottle.co.nz. And we've got a brand new Kiwi Rider magazine out right now at kiwirider.co.nz. Free and on demand for you to check out any time you like and we'd love to hear your stories have you been on a ride lately are you planning a ride have you bought a new bike have you done some bike modifications love to hear from you as i said podcast at kiwirider.co.nz this is kiwi rider podcast my name's ray here and thank you very much for listening hit that like button hit that subscribe button share this podcast with a riding buddy of yours and we'll be back in seven days time <laughs>